you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We are here for the body horror campaign once more. We are uh, going to just put this here at the top. This is the second to last episode of the body horror campaign. Um, we will be ending tonight's session at the doors of the final dungeon. And the next time we meet up, it'll uh, probably be... A much longer than normal session, but it'll be the finale. So look forward to that. And uh, of course, we have our whole party, starting with our cleric. Everyone, this is Nick as Ichabod, the Rust Dwarf cleric. Our paladin. Hey, everybody, this is Jesse playing Wilts Brokad. Our ranger druid. Hey, everybody, this is Scott Riley playing Red Claw, and I have my buddy Volk. Wow. And our fighter warlock. Hello, everybody. It is uh, Dylan playing Yo. So, as we last left off, the party had just been recovering from a very uh, quickly onset and savage battle with some bloody hounds out in these sort of uh, vast open flats, sort of salt flat looking locale. Um, have left even the crimson. Uh, forest behind at this point and just in the distance can see this gigantic marooned uh oh, we lost red claw gone forever but you guys can see the big uh tower in the distance all right you good yeah sorry closing trying to close out all my programs to make it better my bad no, you're good. <clears throat> the only thing you miss is that I described that you guys can still see the tower in the distance. It's still, you know, quite a ways away, but this tower is massive and there's no um, geographic impediment to block your line of sight. So you can see it. Hmm. But it's getting on in the day. And I believe at the very least, you guys have spent some spell slots. So uh, what's the move here? Gentlemen, do we want to uh, camp? Set up something? Uh, I'm feeling not great, and I've... Uh, I don't have any of that uh, magic left in me. If we could uh, sleep for the night before we could, we could continue, that would be most opportune. Aye, I think that's a good idea. Volk's looking a little, uh, mangy. Does he... I'm gonna look at, look at Volk. Does he, does he have the black, the black goop? The goopy? Is he goopy? Uh... Does he look weird? Not that I can tell. He's on a fractional scale, he looks like he's a 15 out of 58. Oh, no! Then yes, we must make sure the uh, if anything survives this campaign, it must be this 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 dog. He does seem to have the uh, best personality out of all of us. Agreed. Uh, but yes, I would like to set up camp if I, that is possible. I'm going to say that he has the most like in-depth RP. Mm. I agreed. He, he doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it resonates with the whole party. Yeah, without a doubt. MVP. <laughs> so 
uh, your Rust Dwarf companion, Lockton, suggests that uh, perhaps he can he can usher up some earth so that you guys can at least trust the ground you camp on. That'd, yeah. uh, that'd be good, yeah? Yes, thank you. I, uh, anything you can do to fortify our position would be uh, greatly appreciated. He uh, has already produced a uh, a pick like trench shovel from what you thought was a series of plates on uh, his left leg. Uh, it, it turns out detaches and is like a like a trench spade. Um, and uh, he begins to sort of draw out a perimeter about a thirty foot wide circle. And then just starts to dig down. And as he does so, you can see the cracked earth there. It, it's like the the surface in the very first like inch or two is this like ashy, like white material. I mean, it's almost like equivalent to dandruff. And once he starts to actually apply some leverage force to it, he scoops it up like it's loose soil. Um kind of disgustingly but as he gets deeper into it it is the red flesh again um <clears throat> and uh he re- sort of remarks and points that out to you all and to sit and sort of mutters a dwarven curse uh and <clears throat> spits on the ground and goes damn corruption has gone deeper into the earth Uh, I've been doing some thinking about this corruption, uh, especially since it's it red in color and and just unsightly. I I wonder, is this corruption possibly a, a living thing, uh, culminating at the tower that we're walking towards? <sighs> possibly. Possibly. It's a it's a theory. I mean, if it, uh, I mean, Red Claw would say that the tree over there is a living thing. What tree? So, uh, you're right. I would point at it, please. Yeah, Red Claw would say that normal plants are trees. I mean, plants are Jesus. Normal plants are. Uh, it's been a long fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're uh, good. Uh, normal plants were alive uh, beings, able of thought and communication. That does not mean that they aren't simple things. They believe that this is a simple thing. It knows only one thing, and that is to change it the way it wants to be changed. Uh, so, I don't know. Take of it what you will. But, I do agree that this is uh, culminating at that tower. I, we, have our, uh, we have our goals. We have our sights set. But, just offering up different ways to think about this enemy. It's different, for sure. 
and uh, any edge we could have to get in into this tower uh, would be a good a good edge to have. Agreed. Well, why don't we? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. Uh, why don't we? Set up camp, and we chat about this. We we discuss uh, before bed, and then when we head out, we have a plan at least. Aye. So, <clears throat> Lockton continues to dig at basically one part of the perimeter for some time while you guys set up your tents or whatever it is you do set up. About a half hour of work later. Um, Lockton sort of is wipes his brow and goes, ha 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 ha! Ah, by all the dwarven divines! Look! And he sort of, you know, you can't see him from the, from the, uh, sort of pit he's dug, but you see a big, uh, shovel worth of something get flung out of the, the hole and then, Dribbling across the ground a few feet away is earth. Real brown dirt. Uh, hmm. uh, can I walk over to the pit and just look and see how far down he is? Uh, <clears throat> Lockton, if he stands tall and reaches up with the little, like, you know, two-foot trench shovel... Um, it it reaches the top, so he's easily six seven feet down. Mm. And he's like hitting dirt now. <laughs> you can sort of see the layer, the layering on the side. You know that first few inches is that white and gray ashy surface level, but then it's just like five and a half feet of like mildly pulsing. Un, maybe even undulating, uh, which has been like the word of the session of the campaign. Um, red walls of of slightly bleeding flesh. Ugh. Well, this gives me hope. At least there's something below whatever this is that. Remains normal. It might be deep, but it's still there. Uh, Lockton sort of climbs out of the hole. Um, and you can see him sort of weave magic together uh, and pulls like a, a, a pillar of earth out from beneath the bottom of the hole until it piles up onto the ground next to him. Not a massive amount of dirt, mind you, but, you know, a fair amount of dirt. Um, a pile that, you know, is about half as tall as he is. And then he begins to sort of, let, like, just spread a layer of this pure earth around the camp. Hmm. I uh, love... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Ah, clairvoyance, sorry. Uh, yes, I, uh, what is it? I was going to ask what you were doing, but I feel like you were about to explain. Indeed. And he, uh, 
points to the whole. He is interesting, though. At every moment, I feared to defend myself. But it seems that the flesh down there, the red, the corruption, it would hide from my shovel's blade, but it would not reach out. There was definitely a couple of moments there where I felt the walls might just sandwich me, but they did not. Hmm. Out of, do you think it was out of fear? The question is above me, but I think not on it. But we have Earth, and he sort of taps the pile a little bit. And with this, we can at least be sure that the first layer between us and whatever this is, is something we can trust. That's a pretty deep layer, just to point out. Not disagreeing with you, but we've got work to do. Hmm. Lockton sort of measures out and goes, Oh, no, 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 you misunderstand me, Red Claw. I'm not going to dig out the whole damn camp. But just enough earth here. And he, again, gestures to what he sort of pulled out of the ground. This will be enough for us to have a, a sheet between us and this ground that we don't know. Ah, fair enough. It's more than we've stopped on before. And having something we can trust is uh, a premium in this place. But uh, as Lockton finishes his task, he uh, approaches um, Redclaw. And he goes, uh, Redclaw, I have... Uh, Something that I want to give you. Okay. I don't know that we've got a plan yet for that destination, he points towards the tower. But, uh, I feel that, well, the bird, Cece, and I could stay outside and provide support at the drop of a hat. So, and he sort of hands you a small, um, oh, geez, uh, hematite, like, pebble, this, the shape of an ear. Hmm. He says, uh, take this and keep it. And, uh, when you all are inside, if you call out to me through the stone, I'll know where you are. And me and Cece can perhaps cut through the wall if you all need to make an escape or meet you on the top. Well, what are your feelings about the surprise ambush? I'm I feel like that should be on the table, too. Perhaps. My concern is that the bird, Cece, will not be able to join us inside the tower. And to leave her alone outside was ask for trouble. Oh, you got me there. All right. I'll keep it safe. And I stash this stone into one of my satchels. Yeah, it's ascending stone. Oh, boy. Wheat. 
Well, thank you for the gift. Definitely come in handy. Uh, are we ready to get some sleep, boys? Uh, I think we should plan first. Oh, Talk I was worried you'd say that. We have. What well, are I said, our options? I don't know. How much do I we know about this? Go ahead. Yo, my bad. No, after you. You are the uh, leader of the party. The one who pulled us together for this. Yes. Remind me. Right before we're about to die. <laughs> anyway. I was thinking the same thing. That's what I'm thinking. I got you, yo. You know, all this time together. It's not just chalky milk between us. There's a bond. Anyway. I agreed. So, what do we know about this tower? Anybody? Uh, I know nothing of the layout of the forest. What forest? Well, the forest that used to be here. Didn't this used to be a forest? That right, but, to save? but it's... Correct me if I'm wrong, DM. It's basically a desolate wasteland at this point. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's totally correct. I see I tower agree. there, and it's flat, mostly. I agree, but what I'm saying is, was this tower here before? Or is this something new? Dungeon Master, I would like to roll a history check. Yeah, that sounds fine. Don't, or, where did this tower come from? Uh, that will be a 12. So, <clears throat> you know that the druids love to build structures, and it's not uncommon for a particularly old tree or uh, an ever-lasting like grove to sort of take on a shape of its own. Um, but the only like tree fort in the Great Forest is in the northern parts, so you're very far away. So this, this, do you feel like this could be a conversion of a great tree, but you don't think there was anything like that down here? You guys are in like the southwestern part of the, of the, of the great wood. Hmm. So reaching back into my memory and listen to this little voice telling me things, I'm pretty sure the only druidic fortress like this is way up north. We're not anywhere close to that. So more than likely, uh, it's not, it wasn't original, if that makes sense. So that's the best I can give you. So this is new. So, we don't really know the tower outside of a very weak guess. We can judge the terrain as flat and desolate. The next thing I have is, if we go down the list of things we've encountered in the forest, have we really ever fought the same thing twice? No. So it's probably a safe judgment that when we get in there, it'll be fucking crazy. We won't know what's in there. We won't be prepared for what we fight. Uh, what else? Uh, let's talk about weather. It's been I, pretty stable, right? 
Agreed, but I assume that it, one thing we can depend on is it using us against us. Like it did my temple in the cave. Hmm, it's true. Aye, there's been a good history of twisting reality around us, making us guess what is real. I we can expect that, for sure. Aye? Hmm. How could we safeguard against something like that? I could tie myself to one of you, but not mentally, just physically. I don't know if that's something that we can combat against. Go ahead. It might be a good idea to hash out some personal details between each of us so that in the thick of things we'll know each other uh, unequivocally. I can venture a guess that this tower and whatever beings reside inside will most likely try to play us off of each other. It happened when we rescued Cece. Now that was more manipulation, but it seems to be part and parcel for this blight to manipulate others. What better weapon than us against us? It might not be a bad idea to make sure that we're talking to each other uh, in case the tower tries to manifest something that isn't quite real. Mm, that's a pretty good point. Didn't think of that one. Well, I'll... I'll start and I'll give you... The deepest thing that I can think of. Uh, I've always wanted a son. I've always wanted my line to carry on and serve the city of Yal forever. Uh, my wife and I are barren. I will never have an heir. Uh, my line dies with me. Aside from my wife, you are the only souls on this planet that know that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely something. Anybody want to follow that? <laughs> oh, sorry for the, uh, the weight of it all, but... We're facing almost certain death. I'd rather know for sure. That's fair, and uh, to be honest, it's not the worst thing we've heard on this trip so far. I guess I'll go next. Mine's not nearly as heavy as that, but uh, the reason, and I'm the only one that knows this outside of Volk, the reason Volk and I are buddies is... Uh, I used to be a bit of a hunter for a rich noble before I became a druid. And uh, let's just say I was quite shite at it. 
In fact, I was so shite that one day I caught myself in my own bear trap. And uh, it cut pretty deep. I was bleeding heavily. Pretty sure I was going to die. Volk came by. Thought he was going to eat me. Turns out, no. He was looking for someone to scratch his head and feed him, you know, consistently. Be his partner. So, ironically, the wolf set me free from the bear trap. And we've been buddies ever since. I know I gave him a hard time, but uh, I'd die for him. Sounds like he saved your life. <laughs> and he won't let me fucking forget it. Volk sort of uh, nuzzles up to Red Claw and gives like a low bow of uh, agreeance as if he understood the story. You cheeky mutt, come here. And I'm going to scratch his head. Gives like a low grrr of satiation. All right, yo. Ichabod, Lockton. Uh, I suppose I will go. Uh, being a gravekeeper in my tribe is a great honor, but it is a very lonely honor. We don't have family. The only thing people that we see are the ones dropping off their dead. This made me very lonely. My only friends were dead. So, I thought, why not be with them? I killed myself in the... I slit my own throat. Died. But when I got there, I was terrified. Scared of this horrible thing that I had done. Realized how weak it was for me to do this thing. To take my own life. So I fell to my knees and I made a deal. With Kata Hikasa. If I'm going to be dead, then I will be powerful and dead. But it is still very shameful, this thing that I have done. So, I fight to redeem myself of this. After watching you fight, I would venture to say you've already redeemed yourself enough. <laughs> Not yet, friend. Not until I can save the people of this world that still want to live, that have no idea of this festering boil on the face of Yalzar. We'll remove it together. Uh, I'll kind of move my beard out of the way reach down into a pouch secured on the inside of my breastplate. I'll pull out a, uh, a drawing done in charcoal. I'm like, ah, 
my uh my grandchildren uh, Sigmund and Clara went ahead and made me a a card they're, they're just learning to write not not real great at it yet but made it before I set out been holding on to this haven't been sure that I'm going back kind of thought I'd die out here and uh not so sure I'm ready to die anymore I played it safe. I could probably get another 10 years or so. But I was pretty sure I was done with my time here. And I'm feeling like there's, there's a bit more life left to experience still, I think, now that I've seen how close we've come to the end. Kind of fold that back up and secure it back in my armor. Put my beard back down. I can't think of a better change of heart in the face of so much death than the will to live. Hi. I'm glad you've regained that. Lockton snaps his shovel back into his thigh plates. <clears throat> if you've ever questioned if I am who I am, you say Natalie. My sister. I had to let her I had to let her go we were on patrol in the desert pretty routine got ambushed by that fire giant's bastards One of them was a wizard or something. Demanded that the desert crack wide open. And that bastard grabbed her by the ankle when, she, when he fell in. She made me drop her. I've never lived it down. Oh, all right. So, so now we know more of each other. On a, and we can decipher a fake if one presents itself. On a bit of a lighter topic, how many of you feel like six hundred gold was worth coming with me, eh? Mm. You see if me crack this like wry smile. If I'd known what I know now, Red Claw, if I knew what I would experience and who I would experience it with, I would have charged you triple. 
No, yo, you do care. I'm just joking. I would have done it for free. <laughs> I'd do it for free, but a few days later, so we can get the entire army over here. We could use a few more arms. Mm, this, this is true. I don't think they would have made it in time. And don't underestimate the guard of Yal. Even if they got here, I don't think they would have all made it. And we seem to be doing an okay job so far. No need to put anyone else at risk. Lockton agrees and says, There's a bit of uh, rust dwarf wisdom in a small group of elites where an army could fail. Aye. But uh, he sets off to a, a part of the camp and sort of seems to like pad at the dirt that he pad, uh, laid around as if it was a pillow he was fluffing uh, and sets himself to sleep. He says he'll take, he'll take second watch. Uh, I'll just... Uh, I will take first. I guess. Oh, I was going to volunteer, but if you'll do it, I'll happily sleep. I'll take, uh, I don't need as much sleep. Volk and I'll help you out. You know, make sure the first part of the night goes well. So dark comes quick. With there not being a lot to sort of obfuscate the coming of, of the eve. The moment the sun gets out of sight, it's almost immediately dark. Uh, so you go from having enough light to sort of make it around camp very fine to borderline pitch black. I mean, you have what the stars and moon give, uh, the moons give. I forgot that Yalzar has two moons um, because it's a fantasy world. Uh <laughs> Right? Why settle for one moon when you can have two? Yeah. Fuck it, there's three. No, um Oh god. When one when <laughs> one moon's not enough. When one moon's not enough and four moons are too many. Three moons is where it's at, baby. There you go. Um three dog. Ow ow. <laughs> <clears throat> so you uh into first watch. Um who's awake? Um, yo, me, and Volk. Okay. Yes. You all can hear a weird music coming from the direction of the tower. And in the distance, you can see a small gathering of individuals walking towards your camp, clearly the source of the music. It's off. It's as, it's as if a marionette... Or, or a puppeteer was puppeting a band. The music sounds right, but some of the notes are a little louder than they should be, uh, off a key here and there. Uh, so while the ensemble sounds appropriate, you can feel just this 15% off from normal. 
but it, they're still quite a ways away, so it's hard to get much detail without a perception check. Uh, even with a passive 19? Question mark? A passive 19 is what let you see them from uh, like a mile away. Gotcha. So I'm going to turn to Yo at this point and be like, what are the odds our luck's changed and we're going to dance with the dead tonight? <sighs> Slim to none. Oh, you got me there. And can I help him with his perception check? Point out different things? If you are also proficient, yes. Uh, give me a second. Let me double check. I am proficient. Cool. Then, yeah, he can do it with advantage. All right. We got a plus nine. Nice. 27. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do. So <laughs> you can see that what was at a distance quickly looked at um, was a series of individuals. What it is in actuality is just two. Uh, one looks like this, except its color palette is more uh, uh, like reds and whites. Um, oh, and no. the uh, second individual is kind of like I'm going to find a picture of it. Um, but I'll describe that uh, the first one to the listener. Because inside. Uh, so the first individual that doesn't seem to have any instruments to it almost seems to be like a singular column of of material sort of gently wobbling back and forth as it alludes to a walk uh, gate down the down towards the the camp it's only very defining features is um it seems to be robed in its in its own color, so maybe it just taking the form of a robed being. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it seems to have a broad uh, cone-like hat for a cap, and a, and a single diamond. Uh, that it seems to be the front of its face. Uh, whereas the second creature, uh, I'll just describe instead of looking for images of it. It, it looks like a, an amalgamation of, if you took like a five man, um, like mu music band, and like shoggoth them together. Yeah. Uh, so this sort of uh, Cronenberg esque mass has like a fleshy trumpet coming out of one side. Uh, you know, this sort of very like wheezing bladder of, of a lung that's like filling with air and then blowing out notes uh it has you know skin stretched out for a percussion um and all all seeing all of that sort of makes sense as to why it sounds the way it does 
Okay. I was wrong. That's probably bad news. We should probably wake everyone up, right? Yes, of course we should. And uh, I go and try and wake up everybody. Will first. Wheels, wake up! I need you. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, and I'll oh, go. Yes. And, and I'll go. Uh, I'll go get um, Ichabod. Bob didn't wake up. Ichabod, right. come on, bud. We have uh, guests. Uh, unfortunate. Wilt is up, grabs his sword and shield. Do I have time to put on my armor? I mean, they're, they're not moving at a great pace. And how long does your armor take to dawn? It's full plate. That's a great question. I think it's like a minute. I think uh, it's 10, ten minutes. It's 10 minutes. But it's cut in half when your friend helps you. And I would love to help Will put his armor on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He'll have someone help him put his armor on. We'll see where we end up by the time they get to us. Yeah. <sighs> I'll put my stuff on. I, I'd help you. Thank you. Thank you. Ugh, all right. While this, is going, while this is going on, I look at Wilt and I'm like, please tell me Lukten sleeps in his armor. Uh, yeah, he seems to have a great love for that armor. It wouldn't surprise me if he slept in it. Yeah, he's 100% sleeping in his armor. Yep. Oh, thank the goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll help him. I'll help uh, Ichabod get his uh, armor on, and then I'm going to go out front, draw my axe, and just wait for these people to come. Okay. Yeah, once Wilt gets his armor on, he'll take a stand right next to Yo with his shield and sword drawn. At what distance do you all interact with them? Um, uh, screaming distance if I hollered something at them okay so like 200 feet away yeah uh, hold on yo what what is it you're about to yell uh, I want to know who the hell they are and why uh, they think they can come upon us alright hold, hold on Let, let's save your voice son now use thaumaturgy to boom my voice even louder <clears throat> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the hell approaches our camp? Uh, <clears throat> uh, in the distance, the music stops, um, and the two beings uh, cease their forward movement. Um, the one that's making all the music sort of shrinks in size just like deflates a little bit uh but the other one the sort of mushroom capped well the the hat one i should say um seems to move a little bit closer before it responds uh and it seems to sort of twist a little and bow its top half and when it comes back up straight uh, you can hear the ground below you whisper. This one's being was called the Emissary. I am here 
to speak and speak only. Insight check? (laughs) I would like to insight the void, please. The void insights back. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) It hurts. Can I insight it or is it just too... If you'd like to. I I would like to try. Let's try. Insight is a wisdom. We like this. Uh, Ten. I mean, you're not even sure that this thing is capable of lying. Eh, seems pretty legit. Uh, I suggest one of us goes and talks to it. That way, if it kills us, we still have the rest of the party. Uh, Since I'll go. No, no. I, I suggest we talk to it at a distance. It's perfectly capable of talking to us right here. Wilt, you've dealt with emissaries before, right? It's very rude to yell at them. Oh, I could give fuck all about rudeness. I don't care. It can speak to us at a distance. We could avoid the potential hazardous situation by being a little bit diplomatic. This thing is of uh, this blight that is taken over. Uh, as Wilt has uh, said, I could give fuck all what this thing likes. You know what? I don't know why I'm defending it. Fine. <laughs> yeah, just think about the quarter it gave all the woodland creatures and the entire forest, and then... So while Wilt's, while Wilt's telling me this, I, I want to summon Marla from my bow, Dungeon Master. Yeah. And uh, have her just keep a bird's eye view of everything that's going on. Sure. Um, The report comes back from her rather quickly. Mm, As far as she can see in all directions, nothing is happening except for those two individuals. Uh, That's that's even more suspicious, Marla. All right. Uh, Boys, nothing's coming for us at the moment, but Marla, you stay up there and squawk if you see something. Mm. All right. Um, Ichabod, can you keep up with that big voice? Yeah. Oh, then I think we try to keep it at a distance. Ask it what it wants. Oh. With thom- you know, continuing to use thaumaturgy, shot mm-hmm. back out. So, what are you here to tell us? Uh, so it uh, it continues to approach at its casual pace. Um, there, that's a better picture of what this thing is. So much better. No, that's uh, scarier. That's even yet. worse. <laughs> The first one was okay. He seemed friendly, like someone who had like mystical items they wanted to sell. This one doesn't seem. This one seems more menacing. It's the hands. It's, the it's hands. always the hands. The he hands. has an opposable thumb, which means I don't trust it. He can grab shit and stuff. <laughs> That's the threshold. All right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> List them. That's what, that's what my granddad always said. If it has an opposable thumb, you can't trust it. Fair. That's true. All right. All right. There's wisdom in then their hills. No, there's not. It's just depression and alcoholism. Uh, listen. 
You're right. Uh, <laughs> um, so like, it continues to come closer while the ground continues to rumble its whispers. Uh, we are not here to fight or to kill. In fact, we are quite killable. Again, my purpose is the emissary. I am to here to talk and to bargain. I can send away my accompaniment. I was to assume from what we have absorbed that music is kind to the ears of those here. Unlike everything else. Mm. Oh, you missed that mark by a wide margin. Set. If you can hear me and he's just going to talk to the ground. Because why not? Yeah. If you can hear me, send that monstrosity away. Stop where you are and we'll converse as we are right now. You can see for a response. You can see the emissary sort of deflate uh, its posture a little bit. You can see its hat very visibly nod. Uh, its diamond-like eye blink once. Uh, although it blinks uh, horizontally. Yeah, like like door shutting. Yeah, sure. Um, of course what a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yep. God. Uh, and with a raise of one of its hands, the uh, beast behind it falls apart into pieces. That was worse. <laughs> I thought you were just going to tell it to go away. That was worse. And it sort of recombines this. with the ground. Um, uh, the emissary then continues. You can hear its whispers again through the earth. Very well. I have done something that you all have wanted. May I do something that I want? It is no threat that I promise. What do you want? It is this emissary's desire, separate from what created, to see with my own eye what I have been taught much of. You're talking about us. Yes. So, under normal circumstances, that'd be a very reasonable request, but uh, everything we've encountered so far has tried to kill us. So why should we trust you? Because... Despite the hounds and the monsters before me, I am no threat. Uh, gentlemen? Uh, emissary, let me ask you something. Actually, I wanted to let you know that I am no threat to you. Right? Do you believe me? 
If you say so. Hmm. Fucking coy boy. <sighs> Guys, I don't want to be rude, but statistically speaking... I don't know what math is. Anyways. The number of times we've encountered something and it hasn't tried to kill us is once. And that's I'm with joking. the... Oh, okay. It was a joke. Trying to stay lively. <laughs> fair, fair. I, I don't buy it. I give this creature no quarter. It stays where it is. We can give it no quarter, but I cannot kill it all the way over there. So why don't one of us go talk to it like I suggested before? Uh, I'll go talk to it. I will gladly go talk to this thing. Well, I feel I feel like that's worse. Here's the thing. Well, I, I, if if I get close enough, I can just try to banish it. I can Locked also in. banish it if I get close enough. Locked in this uh, ring of protection that you've forged for us. Do we stand any benefit of having this creature come to us so we can be within the circle you've created? Uh, Lockton gives you a weird look and goes, I'm sorry to tell you, well, there's no circle of protection here. I just drawn a perimeter for camp. <laughs> That's the best thing. Oh, boy. I, I appreciate your uh, candid answer. Very well. We go together, or we don't go at all, or we make this stupid fucking thing come to us. I don't care. All right, yeah, if let's we're going to together, why, yeah, why would we get up? All right. Yeah, just... Tell them to come over. Come on over. Are any of you yelling? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'd yell, I'd yell, I'd yell at it. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and with that, uh, you can see it visibly bow. Uh, quite low um, and then it sort of recedes into the ground leaving just the cap and then just maybe 10 feet from the edge of camp uh, the cap breaches the crust of the ground and it sort of grows out of there nope nope don't like it. Mm. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, and you can see better now that the the diamond eye is is just this white light. Um, and those who can sort of pierce that light with their vision can see that um, it has a singular orb for an eye in the middle of that diamond. Uh, but it's pure white like the light it produces hmm. so now that you have looked upon things that you have heard of before what do you think uh it sort of uh steeples its fingers between its two pairs of hands uh and nods its hat brim just gently. 
We have seen very little of this place, but have been shown much. To learn new things, to see new beings, is a blessing, especially the Eradicators, which is what you all have been called. So, good. first things first, uh, we kind of skipped the point. If you're trying to learn things, when you come up to a camp, you usually introduce yourself. My name's Redclaw. This is Volk. What's your name? What do they call you? Because Eradicators is uh, it's a bit offensive. You guys kind of started this. I have already introduced myself, Redclaw. My name is Emissary. Or as best could be described, it is both my title and my purpose. Hmm. How do you fancy a nickname? Emissary's kind of, uh... Ugh. What do you find easier to say? Ah. Uh, just ideas. How about Ben? Uh, it Beaten. sort of seems to look at the lot of you for approval. A shrug. Ben works. Aye, Ben it is. All right, Ben. So, we're, we're the eradicators, are we? Tis what you've been called. By... The creator. Uh, right. Hmm. And who to you is the creator? Uh, then uh, the emissary leans over to the, the ground um, and shovels his fingers of one of his hands into and hoists up a handful of uh, <clears throat> the red flesh underneath the, the gray ashy layer and sort of stretches it out between two hands and says this and then drops it is the one that creates. I suppose he doesn't, uh, he or she, it doesn't have a name. I've been told that it does, but it is not my purpose to know. Hmm. Did the creator send you to us? Yes. To fulfill my purpose. Which was to learn? I feel like you probably had a, a different purpose. I must admit, to learn of you all is a personal <clears throat> desire. One such word I should not use. But my purpose is, as an emissary, is to create peace between two forces. Okay. Peace. So. You know what? Will, you got to take this one. I don't even know where to fucking begin. Right. Peace. 
Peace would imply that we want peace. We want you gone. We want this land and all the life that you've taken from it restored. If you can do that this instant and bring it back just the way it was, not a leaf or the hair on a squirrel out of place, then I accept your terms. Anything beyond that? We are here to eradicate you. The um, emissary sort of bends in an awkward way. It's imagine that it's in three thirds. Its height is is sed- sec- sectioned in three thirds. The first third stands rigid, tall. The second third sort of bends down. Uh, so that its top third is still facing you all, but its midsection is coming down closer to the earth. Uh, it rests its palms on the ground. Um, and you can see uh, patches of the top two layers, the, the gray crusty layer and the flesh layer get whisked away almost as if he commanded it to move uh parted like the waters if you will um until just earth is there uh and then the emissary stands back up and says we can move we can go elsewhere we can even and he again staying bent down sort of taps a finger on the bare soil and small grass begins to grow we can restore but sorry go ahead no you go ahead and then at the end I want to ask something uh, but we hunger we need to eat just as those that we ate did. Ben, quick question. Everybody's got to eat, but does your appetite have to be so voracious? Like, there's a large part of this forest that's just gone now. And it has become us. But uh, how do I put this? There's, there needs to be balance. Nature is about balance. And from what I can see from your initial arrival, you don't understand that concept. Why do you say so? Oh, well, ah. Uh, was the... Did you ever plan to stop spreading? Tis not my decision. Right, right. So did your creator ever think of not continuing to spread, like setting up a boundary? One of the things you will learn if you get to live here is there are kingdoms. Everybody's got a chunk of land for themselves. There it... uh, He seems to stop himself. There are limitations to the creator, but... Until those had been 
met. No. Why would not all that lay before not want to be of one? Uh, individual identity is important for the residents here. It's a, these are things you should learn before you commit acts of war on the world. We are new here to this place. Uh, so, Ben, I understand, but you got you to gotta figure out that what you did wasn't a small thing. And while your people may consider it okay to be one, there might be some opposing opinions to that. This is new to us. Oh, boy. Um, so normally I'd be a very forgiving person, but... The arts through it died to stop what your mistake was. Did you not think to send an emissary before you did all this shit? We do not know what an arch druid is. Oh, it's a shame. But when we first arrived and all of the green was there, when it was just the creator. The creator uh, told me that they tried to be small, as is safe. But they were attacked by some great big brown beast with claws. And my creator said that they could not talk to that beast. It could not listen. And so it became the first of much more of us. So you waged genocide on an entire forest because you got into a fight with a brown bear? Not I. Well, I assume you're a piece of this, the creator, right? Ben, how are there other things from the creator that have their own thoughts like you? Yes, many of what you have met does. We all hear the creator's voice like thunder, I believe you call but we bend to the one, for we are. Um, at that point, Ben's sort of hands pluck at the edge of his robe and reveal that it's in fact tied to the earth. Mm. Um, can I make a... I'll kind of check what I, I think this is. All right. So I want to look and just like really look at Ben and see if it makes sense that like there's something in there as like a frame. The way he's moving is is clearly unnatural, but I want to see if it looks like there's like <laughs> this stuff piled onto him. Like, 
is there any remnant of whatever Ben was before? Oh, I see what you mean. This? Um, is is this like a twisted version of something familiar? Yes. No. Okay. This is very clearly something completely manufactured. Yes. This is this is a being made of the red. Ben, if something right. happens to the creator, what happens to you? I would be permitted to live not long for with the creator's demise all that he is the beating heart of would soon die. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, emissary, how yes. did you and the creator get here? The creator arrived by seal. So. The word to arrive, yes, uh, the creator came to this place from out and beyond, not from another plane, but from another place. Ben? Sorry, you... And why would he come here? Are ah. you running from something? Or did you decide that it was just time that the little fish got too big for its pond? I can show you. Uh, and with that, he extends one of uh, all of his four hands out to each of you. I'm in. Oh, yeah, I'm taking it. You guys broke up a little bit there. I missed what he was offering. His uh, hand to show us. To show us how the oh. creator got here. Or where he's from. To show us how, how things happen, why the creator got here. And I'm in. Doubling down. Okay. <sighs> yeah. If we die, at least we get to know. Take its hand. Um, with that, your eyes go blank, and you are all subjected to a series of short visions. The story that you get is essentially the, thus. You see a single sort of coconut-shaped insectoid-like mass uh perched up on a massive leaf in a forest unlike any you've ever seen. All, all of the colors are a little different. It, it, clearly, this is not Yalzar. Mm. And then the creature leaps off of a leaf uh, and attaches and clamps its legs around the throat of some sort of alien creature. Um, 
and, and quickly converts the biomass of that creature to itself. And then mm. you can see it bites into a tree and begins to convert the tree and then begins and you can sort of see th- your perspective pull out to a bird's eye and you can see the sp- the spread of the creator's you know corruption uh spread across the land uh until it is surrounding an entire marble in the midst of black space and then you can see following that is a wave of white with a single red dot. And as that white wave cascades out, you can see the red dot begins to glow. And as the white wave reaches the edge of the land, the red dot um, begins to explode into space. And you see this red pillar burning through the atmosphere until there's just the crown of the tower left. And in in there, it sort of zooms back in to a fleshy membrane into a like embryonic core where that single little coconut with legs sort of sleeps. And then you can see that careening meteorite of flesh, you know, careening through the emptiness of the infinite. And then you can see growing in the distance a vision of another little marble that gets larger and larger and larger. And then you can see the lights of Yao on definitely Yalzar Majora. And then you can see it fly past and land in another much more familiar green place. Hmm. And with that, you sort of your vision returns to yourself and the emissary re. uh, We lost. There you go. The uh, Tusk, I'm not hearing you. Uh, yeah, I lost you. I, I all I heard was the the tiny red marble, and then it cut out. So I jumped out and jumped back in. Oh. Um. Yeah. So essentially, it, it it displays how it, you know, infests a place and then moves from one planet to another. Okay. So you're not. This is not hunger. Not always, but yes. I wouldn't call it hunger. I'd call it nature. Yours, or what you are now, and your creator is a disease. Sole purpose is to consume I cannot abide that. Not here. What is your purpose? To live. That's a loaded question. To protect the living. Something that 
you've robbed living things of their life. That is my purpose. My only purpose. But we protect. You consume. We make one. We do not want to be one. Then teach us how to be more. Oof. You are learning. You you want to learn. Then you need to learn right and wrong and morality and the value of life, independent life, as it exists here on Yao. In order for you to truly coexist with us, you need to understand all of what we see as right and wrong and understand the sovereignty of individual life. Is your creator capable of that? I do not know. From what I've heard, I'm willing to guess no. You call it a hunger, what you've been doing. Hunger has no morality. It's nature. You've consumed a planet already. Your creator has, anyway. Twelve. Oh, just twelve, he says. Not once has the creator ever met beings that think like you do. You mean to tell me on all twelve of those planets, not one being was self-aware enough to try to stop the creator? Not like you have. Oh, but they have offered resistance. Yes? Hmm. Not like you all. Not with thought, but with savagery and instinct. So, if we accept you, if we try to teach you our ways, you will stop all of this. You will turn it back to what it was before. And you will just be the creator. And the creator will speak to us one-on-one. And we can show it the way of our land. I can promise nothing. My purpose as emissary is to do one of two things. When the talking is over here, I will either remorse or I will create a safe path for you all to approach Hmm. 
I mean, technically, he didn't, the creator didn't know any better. Right? We don't, we don't kill children for breaking things. And children don't kill 12 planets just because they didn't know any better. We put down rabid animals. Because they can cause harm without knowing any better. But are the planets dead? Well, we can assume that they are a part of whatever this creator is now. That's not living. This thing seems to be living. That has been shown in the fighting that we have done and the hardships that we have gone through to get here. And this emissary, it it has thought, intellect, able to speak and comprehend our language. This is not life. And he'll point at the emissary. That is not life. That's existing. That is not life. Ben, if the creator doesn't tell you what to do, it doesn't give you a task, what do you do when you decide things? Such a thing has never happened, except while I've been here amongst you all, fulfilling my purpose. Are you in contact with him? With with it? With the creator? Right now? We are us and are always connected. Tell him to let you go. If he truly wants to see what it is to be us, tell him to let you go. Remove you from his mind and you from his. I will do one thing first. I must see my purpose fulfilled. And with that, he sort of raises... Uh, He sort of seems to spin in place, uh, and he raises his arms, and on the edge of your camp, a ramp forms, and then maybe 20 feet off the ground, you can see, like, a lane of street 20 feet off the ground with the occasional support post of this flesh, the corruption, formed raising up out of the ground as far as you can see towards the tower. The emissary turns back to you all and says, that is one of the outcomes I was supposed to make sure happened. That is your path. It will be safe. It will be shorter. And you will be able to meet the creator, within a day's travel. Hmm. I will make my request as you have put on to me. 
And with that, the emissary sort of seems to, again, sort of close his hands into each other and his diamond eye closes. Um... Uh, and then a moment later, the diamond sort of snaps open uh, and turns towards the tower. And near the top of the tower, in the great distance away, a large cyclopean eye opens and casts a red light cloaking the entire camp and the emissary. The emissary turns back to the party and says, no, I, and he reach, he's like lashes out a hand in a panic, uh, at wilt. Um, mm-hmm. and he, do you let him grab your wrist? Yes. Uh, when he grabs your wrist, he pulls you close, and you can see his other hand draws on the metal of your bracer. Uh, and then as he does so, you all can see the from the bottom of his robe creeping up is the white ash. And as it reaches his like halfway point, he finishes scribbling something onto your bracer. And he says, thank you. I wished for too much. I was almost one. And with that, he sort of completely is white ash and he falls into a clump. Uh, Wilt's going to inspect what's written on his bracer. Is our camp still bathed in red light? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, the, uh, in, in rough common, it's etched. The creator cannot spread past your oceans. The salt water. Uh-huh. Uh, Wilt turns to the rest of the party. And we're still bathed in red light, right? Yeah. He'll say, look at what freedom is to this thing. And he'll point to the ash pile. We asked for this creature to be released. And this is what happened to it. And then he'll point at his bracer and say, All others have failed to defeat this thing. I don't think we will. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to say anything more while they're still in the red light. 
that Kenny, the, the white ash, we, we know that it is of this, this creature, right? Sort of. I mean, it's kind of implied that this is like what's left. Okay, but we know it's... Uh, Yo could assume that it is from the master, right? Or the creator. Like, he, I, I could assume that it is... Um, so, if... It is part of the blight. No. M- m- what I'm saying is that when this blight moves through something, th- that white ash is what's left. Like, to say that it's the the excrement of the blight is kind of almost correct, but it's like the particulates that this blight can't process. Like a film okay, on top. So if we touched it, it's not we're not going to get cursed. Right. Excellent. Uh... I'm going to pick up some of that ash uh, and uh, where the bone structures that I've painted on my face with the white, uh-huh. I'm going to paint it over my, f- the, the, you know, put that white ash over the, the etchings of the, of the paint uh, across my face and, and down my arms. Uh, you're right. This thing needs to be destroyed. If this thing could not get freedom for itself, I will get freedom for it. What say the rest of you? I mean, I mean, Volk, this is going to be the one time you can eat this. (laughs) Uh, Volk pops up. Bow! That's my boy. Ichabod, my newest friend and brother in death. What do you say? Well, kind of hoping we would get some rest before the trip, but, uh, It's already ready for us. I mean, I'm sure we will well, handle it. Probably not with the light we could dress, but the. Nah, I'm I'm in. Let's go. Let's. We gave it a shot, and it showed that it can't do it. Does uh does this light? Show any sign of like stopping, or are we like I have Sauron? I see you permanently now. Uh, it's not permanent. It, it does seem to be waning. Okay, all right. Pretty much like after the emissary was completely dispersed, the mm-hmm. eye began to close. But it's massive okay. and far away, so that took a little while. But so Wilt's gonna wait until the the light fades completely. And then he'll wave all of the party over to him. 
and he'll say, I, I won't say it out loud. But, and he'll gesture to his bracer and prompt everyone to read it. And once that's done, we have an opportunity. Maybe the past planets that this thing has consumed didn't have the benefit that we do. We may be able to use this to our advantage, even in close combat. That, and it is a... Uh, it's a terrible form of a safety net. If we... All, all it takes is one ship. Remember I that. Yes, but if we fail here... Maybe it can be stopped. The continent falls at the very least. And then all it takes is one flightful creature, one insect, one unfortunate boat. And then the world is done. Duh. I had hoped that this thing could possibly understand morality. I don't, at least from my perception, I don't believe that to be possible. If you want to talk to this thing... Lockton chimes in. I think it's scared. Well, you would know better than any one of us. You were very much a piece of this. Aye. What do you think about this? I think that if you're a strong enough monster to eat 12 worlds and you finally land on one that you can't eat the whole thing and then for the first time the things you try to bully bully you back I think it sent that emissary to talk to us because it's scared. I think it's never been pushed back before. Aye, I agree. And the emissary alluded to as much. That is very, very exciting. And Wilt starts to grin. If the emissary is was speaking the truth, and this thing is... And the emissary is part of the creator... Why would it turn on itself? It had thought. It could think for itself. It asked for independence. And this was the answer it was given. All right. Well, should we rest here after the light dies down? And make our way tomorrow morning. I don't see the path going anywhere. Yeah. Let's get good rest tonight and face a full day. All right. Well, he said it was safe, so I'm going to go close my eyes.
locked and well, goes back to where he down. was and goes back to sleep. Yeah. I'll stay up for a little while, make sure that it's uh, still quiet. Yeah. In there's, whatever this land around us is, but there's no other disturbances for the rest of the night. I'll also get some sleep. Locked and take second watch reports nothing. And then uh, morning comes and it comes just as quick as evening arrived. The moment the sun crests the horizon, it's up and the light is as bright as it's ever been. And you can see around, nothing really has changed. That raised pathway is still there. And that's it. All right. Let's us, uh, right. Let's us go. March to a better day tomorrow. Oh, just five more minutes, guys. Would you like me to carry you? No, no, I guess I'll get up and we'll go save the world. Uh, and as you all sort of begin your last measure uh, for the end of this adventure, that's where we'll end things tonight. Hey. I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our fighter warlock. And my name's Jeff Carlin.